2: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The first look at Betty next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan von and Matt Humans on vSEN, the Sports Betty Network. What up? And welcome
4: in opening lines here live from Circa the Sports Book. I'm Jonathan von Tobel. Matt Humans alongside as well. We got a lot to get to, man. Week 16 is upon us, so you know, still got a quite a few games left in this week, including one right now that is currently underway. 4:44 left to go in the fourth quarter. It is a nine to nothing lead for the New Orleans Saints, who look like they're on their way to improving to four and zero against Tom Brady as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Matt Humans.
5: Well, it's not four and zero because it's uh, would be four and one. Don't forget who won the playoff That's game. The most, the, important, yep. the most important meeting of the five was won by Tom Brady in the playoffs true. last year, and that was Drew Brees' final game. But if uh, for some reason you bet a prop on the Buccaneers to go scoreless tonight, you would have got monstrous odds. And right now the Bucks have a fourth and four at their own 10. They're going for it. Brady throws incomplete, nah. and the Saints are going to take over. Oh, there's flag. a flag. This, uh, they get the bailout flag. So maybe the the Bucks possession will continue here. but. The Saints in danger of being shut out. I would like to see uh, a fact or stat, whatever you want to call it, of course, pass interference on the you Saints. Got to keep Tommy. Keep, keep, gotta the keep, Tommy going keep the game going. Keep the game alive. Keep Tom Brady alive. Uh, nice job by the Zebras. When was the last time, if it's happened, when Tom Brady has been shut out in his career? Oh, oh boy, that was a tic-tac. That, that,
4: Grabbed him by the hip
5: right there. That was, that was not going to be a completion anyway, but yeah. technically – a hold. Defensive hold. Brady goes deep and not even close. Anyway, uh, let's talk about NFL Week 16, JVT. We're going to hit on NFL Week 15 and the elongated yep. schedule with uh, VEASAN Vinnie Mayulo here in about 10 minutes.
4: By the way, quick note on this game, 100-1 to one were the odds on no touchdown scored. Remember, we have three field goals for the New Orleans Ooh, Saints, and you're yeah. sitting on that right now. All right, with that, let's move on to next week here. San Francisco and Tennessee will kick us off on Thursday, December 23rd, barring any postponements. And we're looking at a little bit of a move here. Tennessee Titans in the look-ahead were a one-point favor with a total of 43-and-a-half, Matt mm-hmm. Humans, But this reopens today. San Francisco minus three. Of course, the 49ers blow out the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans lose on the road uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So folk, quick focus on this. It's a big game. The Tennessee Titans all of a sudden on thin ice when it comes to the AFC South and in sure. the Indianapolis Colts nipping at their heels.
5: Well, that's why that game in Indianapolis a month ago or so it was so huge when yep. the Colts... Had a chance to take down the Titans. The Colts would be in the driver's seat in that division uh, right now. And then when Derrick Henry goes down, the door opens for the Colts to possibly get back in there and win this division. Uh, I've got a sheet from the Westgate that shows the look ahead was Niners minus one. Okay, and, maybe uh, I wrote that down incorrectly. Well, there there is a screen here that also shows Titans minus one. So I'm not sure. Uh, you know, obviously it could be a different look ahead in different mm-hmm. spots. Uh, but I think three and a half is a little bit too much here. I, I know the Niners are playing well; they're hitting the groove. I think the Titans off, uh, I'm going to say, what what have the Titans lost now? Three of the past four? Yeah, I think cool. you're going to get a desperate home dog performance out of Tennessee here. And the Tennessee defense is playing pretty well.
4: Yeah, three out of the last four. And, of course, three out of the last, uh, excuse me, four out of the last five failed to cover for the Tennessee Titans, too. So that's where they're sitting right now. And to your point, the San Francisco 49ers, two teams essentially heading in the opposite direction at this point right now. So with that, we move to Saturday. A little bit of noise around one of these matchups because that's Cleveland Browns at the Green Bay Packers. Look ahead. I had a seven with a total of 44.5. Reopens Green Bay minus seven and a half. We, of course, will see the Cleveland Browns taking the Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we'll see what comes of that and what adjustments will come of that. So then we focus on the next matchup, which is the Indianapolis Colts on Christmas on the road against the Arizona Cardinals and a Cardinals team that has a habit of sliding in the second half under Cliff Kingsbury. And they're doing it again now. Consecutive losses for this team. They're two and three in their last five. And now they're taking on a Colts team that is red hot and has been playing some relatively solid football outside of Carson Wentz on Saturday.
5: Yeah, I love these Saturday double features. Hopefully we get two games this Saturday, unlike uh, this uh, past Saturday where one game was postponed, talking about the Raiders at the Browns. Uh, So we get the Colts on back-to-back Saturdays. Your Colts, Wes Reynolds' Colts. And a pretty impressive performance. There's an interception (laughs) by the Saints and uh, that's probably going to put away the Buccaneers and Tom Brady tonight. 3.40 to go, 9-0 Saints, interception around midfield. Uh, the Colts, right now I think the chic pick by a lot of people to win the AFC. You and I have been talking oh. about this team for a couple months. You and I got a good numbers
4: on them to win the AFC yeah. as well.
5: Yeah, 40-1 to 1 about a month ago. And uh, obviously you're not going to find any sort of number like that now. Uh, what the hell has happened to the Arizona Cardinals? When you get blown out by the Lions, that's a no-show performance. The Cardinals, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's had a team that's uh, faded uh, late in the season a couple of times now. So I think the Colts are going to be – a
4: popular play as a road dog. Yep, uh, I would think so. And we've seen the adjustment already, too, by the way. One spot had look ahead of minus five for the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. reopens at Arizona minus two and a half. So yep. from there, we go to Sunday, December 26th. A uh, big slate, of course, bye weeks are all over with, so we get a lot of action and a lot to be determined in both conferences in terms of playoffs and playoff seeding. So the Bucks look like they're going to lose this game to the New Orleans Saints and won't say it's over yet because there's time still left on the clock. But the look ahead here was 11 in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against Carolina Panthers. Reopened at minus 14. Would not think that there's much of an adjustment considering the low power rating of the Carolina Panthers. So we go from there to the New York Giants. We're going to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The look ahead was nine, but it gets readjusted to 10.5 after New York. Uh, Looked pretty lifeless and had to go to Jake Fromm today. Jake Fromm State Farm uh, for the New York Giants. Started, I think, was four for four, and then ultimately looked like Jake Fromm. So we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be for the New York Giants, and then you get the Los Angeles Chargers on the road against the Houston Texans, open at 10-and-a-half, reopened at 10-and-a-half. There is a theme here at the early part of this schedule on the rotation, double-digit favorites and non-interesting competition between those three games.
5: Yeah, we had a lot of games like that on the Week yep. 15 schedule oh, morning, as well. I think the, this is one of the worst uh, morning schedules I've ever seen, the early schedule in the NFL today. But uh, how bad was Cam Newton? It's pretty really bad. Uh, so that's, that's going to make it awfully uh, – as bad as the Buccaneers have looked tonight, uh, you're not going to get me on the Carolina side again this season. It's not going to happen, JBT. And uh, I don't know why P.J. Walker is not playing quarterback for for the Panthers.
4: Right. I I Is there a belief? I don't know that Cam Newton makes – you can't – at this point now, though, you can't roll with it. And I know that there's – I don't know. I, I saw a report that they're hoping Sam Darnold would come back at one point. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. The Carolina Panthers have mishandled the quarterback situation oh. – uh, tremendously, and now they're in this situation where they're lifeless offensively. They have nothing going on for them. So
5: Cam Newton, uh, the last interception he threw today to end the game is one of the worst throws you'll ever see an NFL quarterback make. Yep. Uh, all right, so I, I can't back the Panthers, even as double-digit home dogs. I don't want anything more to do with the Giants. Jake Fromm looked pretty good on that last drive down the field, but again, you got first down in the red zone, and you can't get in the end zone to get the backdoor cover. Not really interested in the Giants as double-digit dogs. You're talking about the Chargers laying doubles at Houston. Texans actually looked pretty good today and uh, ruined a lot of bets for people who thought the Jaguars were going to show up Big time in the first game without Urban Meyer.
4: I kind of I regret having, uh, I regret having my child. Uh, I regret not being here this week because I was fascinated by the betting market thinking that Urban Meyer not being there was worth about three points. Mm-hmm. That was incredible to watch all week long. That line continued to climb. But regardless, we move on to next week. Uh, so this is where the schedule gets a little bit interesting. Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons look ahead with 6.5 with a total of 44. Reopens today at Atlanta minus 4.5. This was today if you're looking at the Falcons and overbetters too by the way, but the Falcons today with multiple trips inside the five-yard line Mm -hmm. for the San Francisco 49ers and unable to cash in, so a very bad non-cover for Atlanta. Not surprised that there's an adjustment there. Also, the fact that the Detroit Lions are one of the best cover teams in the National Football League, and they continue to get things (laughs) done. They do, they do. Right? Uh, But the interesting game comes here. Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Two and a half on the lookout with a total of 44 and a half. Bengals get the win on the road against Denver. Ravens lose today at the gun against the Green Bay Packers without Lamar Jackson and half their team, essentially. Cincinnati reopens three and a half here at home against a team that they blew out about a month and a half ago.
5: Yeah, you, you stole my line there. I was going to talk about this. This is a division revenge scenario, but the Ravens got to be a little bit, uh, I think, demoralized with all these close losses. Again, another two-point conversion gone awry with a chance to win the game today. When these teams met the first time, October 24th, Bengals got the win as six-point road dogs. I thought the Bengals might be full three-point favorites in this spot just considering the uh – Baltimore team's so beat up at this point.
4: Yep, and uh, not really a, uh, we'll call it an impressive win for Cincinnati today against the Denver Broncos.
5: No, but they got the win on the road, yep. and uh, I was on the Bengals, so
4: I was, was happy I? with that. Yeah. So was I. Los Angeles Rams on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Rams, of course, we have yet to see them play. We'll see them play on Tuesday, and they're dealing with their own COVID issues. Today they get Jalen Ramsey back, but there's still a long list of guys that could or could not be available for next week. So a lot of noise around that matchup. Not surprising, not a big adjustment. Three and a half of the look ahead gets readjusted to reopen at three. Three. Jacksonville Jaguars are the New York Jets. This is, I think, kind of interesting. The New York Jets in the look ahead, one and a half with a total of 41. They fight tooth and nail with Miami today, Eubens. Ultimately, fall, though, do cover. They reopen as a one-point favorite, and I would not be surprised to see Jacksonville go off as a slight favorite on the road against the New York Jets by the time we reach kickoff next week.
5: <laughs> I'd probably agree with you. I think the, the Jaguars might get a little bit more betting sport. Can The Jets, it's hard to make either team a favorite. Can we just call this a pick 'em? Yes, I think so. Jaguars, or, Jets. That's a game that should be a pick'em.
4: I mean, <laughs> or we can just fire it into the sun and not play it. No, I think nobody Neither, would miss neither team
5: deserves to be favored. And by default, you should just bet the underdog, I think.
4: How about this adjustment? Buffalo right. Bills are the New England Patriots. The look-ahead was two with a total of 44 in favor of New England. Mm-hmm. The Westgate actually reopened a pick earlier today, but it's right back up to one and a half in favor of the New England Patriots. Patriots should be favored here. And uh, I, I would think closer to a field goal than anything else, but that's just me. Yeah, a little bit
5: surprised. Uh, I, I thought the Patriots would be two and a half point favorites. We're seeing one and a half at most spots out there. So, you know, I thought out of a full three, you're just gonna get sharp money on the bills, so you put it at two and a half. And yep. you're not it's not like you're gonna get a bum rushed by Patriots money after they lost the game last night in Indy and look pretty sloppy in the process. Yep.
4: All right. Now rounding out the schedule. Bears at Seahawks, Seahawks seven with a total of forty-four and a half reopen seven again, Seahawks. Dealing now with COVID issues as of today and haven't played yet this week. Chiefs, 9.5 on the look-ahead, reopened 10 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chiefs are going to be at home next week against Pittsburgh. Denver at Las Vegas, questions about who's going to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater with a scary injury today. This reopens at Vegas, minus one at home over the Denver Broncos. Not surprised uh, given the quarterback situation and the way that the Broncos have been playing. And then Sunday night, Washington football team of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas, after opening on the look ahead, is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Reopen at 10. Total was about 48. Now down to 46-and-a-half. And then you get Monday night, Dolphins and Saints. Saints, three-and-a-half. reopened at three.
5: Yeah, the Cowboys now 11-point favorites over Washington here at Circa. It looks like uh, Tom Brady is going to get shut out for the first time after 255 consecutive starts.
4: Shut out. Tom Brady. Sock to Vinny Maiulo. Coming up next year on Opening Lights.
1: His opening lines with Jonathan Tobel and Matt Humans on FeCN, the Sports Betty Network. <laughs>
4: College Bowl season is kicked off. Beeson has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get magic analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting every game, just want to find a few high-value props to bet on, Beason College Bowl Guide can help you. Beason.com/slash bowl guide only 19.99 for your digital mm. copy. Bowl season off to a pretty good start for me. How about you? Uh, me too. Yeah. Actually, and sitting on a, a very good middle with that Western Michigan and Nevada game Ooh, coming up next geez. week. Uh, so uh, yes, I've been very much looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, it's been a good start so far. Also a good start to the show because Vinny Mayulo is with us early here on opening lines. Vinny, good to talk to you. So it looks like this is going to be I always say it looks like. Uh, with time on the clock, you never know. NFL's crazy. The Saints are going to get a victory here over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This result on the nightcap does what for you behind the counter?
6: Well, boys, uh, it's it's actually a, a pretty good result. I mean, uh, you know, going into to, uh, into to, uh, tonight, it was a good day for the book. Decent morning. Uh, needed the uh, Bengals in the afternoon. And of course, uh, uh, they got there, and uh, you know a lot of uh, money line parlays and teasers going to Tampa Bay. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of folks surprised, especially on the East Coast, right? Uh, New Orleans scores nine points, and you figured not only uh, does Tampa win, but they had to cover, right? Uh, and wait a minute, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't go to the, don't go to the counter just yet, folks. But uh, this will be uh, this will be a, a, a decent result on a uh, on a decent day for the books.
5: All right, so Tom Brady took over here, 106 to go, no timeouts on his own 8-yard line. The Bucks are out to about the 40. 22 seconds to go. Tom Brady's had 255 consecutive starts without being shut out. Number 2 in NFL history behind Drew Brees who had over 300. Uh JVT, what again was the uh what were the odds on no touchdown to be scored in this game? Uh, 100 to 1 100 in a couple of shops. 100 yep. to 1. Uh, Vinny, a week ago, we were talking about the uh, betting public really beating up on the books, uh, was mm-hmm. it a little bit of payback today or what, what's the big picture?
6: Yeah, I think, uh, again, you know, this morning, uh, uh, some good results, uh, uh, overall going into the afternoon. Again, we needed the Falcons Niners game. Wasn't that big a decision. Uh, we needed the Bengals in the afternoon and, uh, and got there and, uh, actually needed the Ravens, uh, against, uh, against the Packers this afternoon. So. Uh, uh, as questionable as things got at the end of that game uh, with uh, going for two, uh, uh, the Ravens wound up covering that game, and that was uh, that was a good result. So, uh, definitely a better day today, guys, uh, than last week. But uh, hey, listen, got to give the public credit for last week, and they came back. Oh, uh, they've been betting all week; they bet all day, and they'll be betting <laughs> they'll be betting tomorrow and Tuesday too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Going to spread things out uh, for uh, for week fifteen.
5: Yeah, we're going to talk about that here in a second. It's in the books now. It's a shutout. Saints nine, wow. Buccaneers zero. JBT, you remember last year when the uh, Drew Brees and the Saints rolled into Tampa on that Sunday mm-hmm. night? They beat the Bucs thirty eight to three, and the Buccaneers kicked a meaningless field goal in the second half to uh, avoid the shutout. Tonight, they can't avoid the shutout. That's right.
4: Yeah. Tom Brady deserves it. Uh, all right, let's go on to uh, what the week is going to be like. Because, as you mentioned, the week is not over, Vinny. Uh, so, what has this week been like for you in terms of what we have seen from all these COVID absences? And and here's the thing, you know, this is a fluid situation for you guys, right? Guys are getting added to the list. Guys are getting taken off the list. Case in point, uh, Los Angeles Rams get Jalen Ramsey back today, and there is hope that Baker Mayfield could be back tomorrow. So, what has this week been like for you guys behind the counter?
6: Yeah, it's uh... – <laughs> It's been a kind of a, uh, you know, up and down, right? And it's, it's, i tell you, we, we've got to, you know, when you get these words, uh, these words that things, you know, guys are in, they're out, you have to hold up on the games, first of all, and just determine as to whether or not uh, who is certainly out, right? So uh, the thing that we did, and it, again, the, the most important thing, guys, and again, we've been talking about this for the last couple of years, we're going to have to talk about it a lot, so probably the rest of the season, given the COVID situations, you got to know the rules of your, of the book where you made your bets. So at our place uh, over at South Point, if uh, if a game is postponed or rescheduled, then it's a refund, right? So and then we'll reset up the games, and uh, we had to reset up uh, obviously three games uh, for the rest of this week. Uh, some places have uh, you know a multi-day rule, and in terms of parlay cards, if it was on a parlay card, we just uh, gave everybody a free roll. Whatever games that were on the parlay cards that got postponed after the cards came out on Thursday. We gave those uh, those selections a free roll. Uh, So uh, but you got to deal with it. And uh, we're going to probably have to deal with it for weeks uh, 16, 17 and 18 going forward.
5: Vinny, a lot of times in the past when uh, these situations popped up and it didn't pop up very often pre-COVID, but it's a lot more uh, frequent here the last couple of years. Is there mass confusion with the betters or do you think uh, most of the betters are a little bit more informed on what's happening here?
6: Yeah, good question, Matt. And I think I think they're more informed. I think you know. I have to be honest with you. We had less inquiries today, and I think people are getting wise to exactly what we're talking about. Listen, folks, know what the rules are. Uh, Plus, we do a lot of posting and a lot of announcing. So, as an operator, you want to do be as proactive as possible to inform your patrons as to what's what's happening too. Instead of just waiting for them to ask the questions, and you're always going to have them. Uh, But be proactive and. When you get out there and start to, uh, these situations arise, let people know. But people are getting more educated, just like they are with their handicapping, certainly with knowing the House rules. So that's an important question, man.
5: JVT, and uh, here's an example. I bet the Browns, when they became four point underdogs yep. on the money line, at about plus 140, and that was at the Westgate. The Westgate's got an eight day rule. If the game's played within eight days of the original date, the bet's still live. Mm-hmm. If I had made that same bet at the South Point, it's a refund. So you have to know the rules of. Uh the book where you bet.
4: Yep. Hey, so let's focus on that game really quickly. So Raiders at Browns, so this is going to be part of the doubleheader tomorrow. Browns sitting as a three-point favorite. As I mentioned, uh, you know, one negative test for Baker Mayfield tomorrow. He's a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And the market has a habit of moving on information, though. So uh, where do you expect this number to go if he is officially a ruled eligible to play and if he is officially ruled out?
6: Well, if he's, right now we're sitting at three. Now, just a real recap. A week ago and uh, when we were a go, uh, it was, uh, we hung the Browns six. I mean, before you knew it, midweek, the, uh, the Raiders became a four-point favorite. That's when Matt got the Browns on the money line plus that price. Uh, now uh, with him, looks like he's going to go a three-point favorite. Take a little bit more to get off the three. If he doesn't go, then you're probably going to see the game pick him and maybe even uh, the Raiders as, uh, as a one-point favorite. So it's it's very fluid. And uh, that's where you've got to really pay attention. And, what? And, and again, as operators, sometimes you just have to take a timeout, literally, and hold up and say, all right, what, what are these results going to bear?
5: How much betting action have you had on Raiders Brown since you reposted the game, Vinny, because you took it down with the original action. You had to repost it. And the same thing obviously happens uh, with the um, the two games on Tuesday.
6: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really a wait-and-see approach, Matt. The game that's uh, taking the most action is the game that's uh, – it hasn't moved just yet, and it's the Vikings-Bears, uh, which, uh, which mm-hmm. goes all the way up to six. Brownies, uh, we reposted at three. That's where it sits. Rams reposted at six and a half. It sits there. Uh, and uh, the Eagles uh, have gotten some attention uh, from five and a half, which is kind of a dead number, but that game is up to six and a half against the Washington football team. So, uh, But the Brownies have uh, held pretty steady, and I think it's a wait-and-see approach, particularly with Mayfield.
4: All right, let's go to next week then. We look ahead to a week that has a lot of impactful games Any we could start. Uh, on Thursday, San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. Humans and I were talking about this. It's funny, the Titans and the respect that this team has had, well, it's waiting because uh, the results have not been there for them. Now we're looking at them as a three-point underdog on the, or excuse me, at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, do you expect that uh, sitting on a three like that, the Tennessee Titans would garner some action uh, from some more respected players by the time we get closer to kickoff Thursday?
6: Yeah, JBT. Good point. I, I think, given the role that the Niners are on, and given Tennessee, you got to wait to see who's gonna, you know, who's gonna come back for them. Are they gonna get a little more help, uh, you know, uh, in the wide receiving court? Because let's face it, as as uh, weapons diminish uh, for Tannehill, then it's more is put, placed on his shoulders, and it, the, the pressure is just makes him more predictable. So, uh, dependent on who is gonna remain out for the Titans, then uh, this game may go through the three. It's a short week for both teams as well. So, uh, But it always uh, takes a little bit more, particularly at South Point, where we don't move the money on three uh, to get off of the three. So, uh, uh, But, again, I think uh, I think a lot's going to depend on who's coming back, uh, if anybody, for the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night.
5: Yeah, the uh, Titans offense, a comedy of errors in the second oh. half. Today. Julio Jones, again, limps off with an injury. Yep. JVT, one of the most overrated offensive players in the NFL. V-Cin Vinny. Uh, My with us, V-Cent Oddsmaker, Gone Gaming Bookmaker. Two more games we want to hit on quickly, Vinny, in the last 90 seconds. Colts at Cardinals on Saturday on Christmas. Right now, Arizona, a two-point favorite. You think the Colts are going to be a, a popular play as road dogs there or not?
6: I think so. I mean, Arizona's struggling, guys. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and Indy is getting healthy. Here's the thing about the Colts, right? They've got the terrific running game, one of the best running games. It's not the best running game in the league. And Arizona is slipping. I mean, you know what? Teams have figured them out. Kyler Murray under a lot of pressure. And Carson Wentz is more comfortable now than we've seen at any point in the season. So wouldn't shock me if Indy gets uh, the betting attention here in that game.
4: All right, really quickly, Vinny, before we get you out of here, last 45 seconds, where do you think New England ends up at home against the Buffalo Bills? We're looking at one and a half right now on the market.
6: I think that number goes up, JVT. That game there, I think uh, you, it wouldn't shock me if you see a field goal here wasn't a particularly terrific uh, performance today by Carolina. And I think, uh, you know, uh, again, is, uh, you know, are the bills is going to be hundred percent healthy, uh, especially Allen. Uh, I think the new England bounces back, particularly with uh, more time to prepare for that game.
4: Vinny Mayulo again, Visa and Vinny up on Twitter. Vinny, always good to talk to you, sir. Thank you.
6: Well done boys. Take care. Got it. All
4: right, we'll come back. Uh, we got a lot to dive into on this card. There's a lot of good games uh, starting, of course, with Thursday, but specifically on Christmas, where the Red Hot Colts are going to be on the road taking on the Cardinals team. There's not only slipping Matt Humans, but it's been playing poor football at home all season long.
1: This is Opening Lines with Charles Zavontobel and Matt Humans on VCN, the Sports Betty Network.
4: Hey hey, 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 save 50% off of a sit V-SIT all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our Big Game Special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting split, showing you where the money is going on every game. Up today, you'll also get daily best bet emails, weekly get- uh, betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide, brand new, covering every bowl game for only 39 bucks at v Slash subscribe. Wow. The big game. Speaking of the
5: big game the favorites to win the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers just got shut out on their home field. 9-0. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, probably millions of people who are watching this show no. and not the end of the uh, Saints-Buccaneers game, so we'll update the final for you. 9-0, Saints over the Buccaneers.
4: Yes, no touchdown scored, 100-1 to in some books. That gets the cash. I'm sure a lot of you had tickets on that. So you say the Super Bowl favorite. Dare I say that there is a team that is not favored yet to win their respective conference that is the best team in their conference. That is on the road this Christmas in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. That is eight and 8-3 in their last 11 games. That would be the Indianapolis Colts. Red-hot Indianapolis Colts <laughs> taking care of business on Saturday. Let it, me
5: tell you something about the Saturday game. <laughs> knew it the whole time. A lot of people are going to be very impressed by what the Colts did.
4: Uh, you, you if should.
5: you don't have a blocked punt return touchdown, you might have a very don't different game. And Mac Jones also played the worst game of his rookie season, probably even worse. Yes. You know, numbers-wise, the game in Buffalo is going to be the worst,
4: he, he played such a poor game that people forgot that there were, what, 12 other games I that know. he had played prior
5: to we that. We had even people of Easton tweeting, no, Mac Jones is terrible, in essence. And uh, yeah, there's a full season to grade fellows, and I just uh, what you saw the last two hours. Yes. Yeah, he was a rookie quarterback. He didn't look very good last night. Let me tell you something about uh, Kyler Murray, who's been touted as an MVP all season. Kyler Murray threw the same interception to a linebacker on the goal line last Monday night against the Rams. Tom Brady tonight did not look very good. Matthew Stafford essentially threw two pick sixes in the first half against the Titans on a Sunday night a few weeks ago. Uh, Even the best quarterbacks are going to have a bad game once in a while. Mac Jones is a rookie. He had a poor game last night. He's had several very good games. And it's funny how quickly people forget that. But that's okay because when you're betting, JVT, a lot of times your position uh, the we are, where it's sort of on the contrarian underdog side in a lot of these games – you can take advantage of the overreactions, and there's no more public market than the NFL betting market.
4: Yes, uh, on a week-to-week basis, uh, the overreactions you see. I think one case, you know, there were two cases this weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show in Jacksonville and Miami, but you know, we'll talk about those games coming up later. But this is a really big game because these are two conference contenders, right, in Arizona and Indianapolis, and we've also seen the market react here. We had a look ahead of Arizona minus five. It gets readjusted after a Colts win and a Cardinals loss, an ugly one at that, to the Detroit Lions to Arizona minus two and a half. And looking on the screen right now, you're down to one in mm-hmm. one spot right now. And that would be, of course, the spot where we're sitting right now, which would be Circa. So there is some respect here for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, again, home field has been worth absolutely nothing this in, in this season. So the market is still telling you that the Cardinals are a better team. Don't fall into the trap of three points. Market's but no. So the Cardinals are rated better. But this is what I talk about and you and I talk about all the time is now you're getting to the point where the Colts are kind of nearing their market high. Right, and this is the spot where you kind of might want to dive off because at plus five, I think that's a really it's a really solid play there on in Indianapolis, <laughs> given the weaknesses of the Arizona Cardinals and the strengths of the Indianapolis Colts. At plus one, you just sit back and you wait for an in-game opportunity. I think I like the matchup for Indianapolis, but there's no value in a number like this.
5: I'm not going to say no value, but the, most of the value sucked out of the number. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say no value because I've got the, card, the Colts rated better than the Cardinals right yeah. now, so. If you can get Colts plus two, and that's out there in several spots, including the Westgate Superbook, I still think that's a, a decent bet. But, yeah, it's not the same bet as plus five, but sorry, that ship sailed. You're not going to get that anymore. That's long gone. The Cardinals look so bad today, and they're not close to full strength on offense right
4: now. I
5: still think uh, plus two, I would play the Colts here.
4: Yeah, I'm really fascinated to see this Colts run game against that front seven of the Arizona Cardinals because mm-hmm. Arizona, if you look at some of the metrics for them, uh, yes, the analytics. Um They do not grade well as a run defense. No, they don't. And this is going to be something that, of course, they need to stop because as we saw against the New England Patriots and in every game for the Indianapolis Colts, it's all through Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line. And that's going to be something that they are going to have a massive problem with Arizona.
5: Well, the the Cardinals had a problem with that early in the season against the Vikings and should have lost that home game. The Vikings missed a chip shot field goal uh, to win it. So the run defense has been a weakness for Arizona most of the season. It's, It's going to be a problem. Uh, this week against the Colts on Christmas night. So the only only problem I have here betting the Colts, and sometimes you just got to say to hell with it, I'm going to play it anyway, the Colts are going to be too popular.
4: Yeah. Oh, I would agree. And they were actually, a, I was on them on Saturday, and they were a pretty popular pick there, right?
5: But there was money coming in on the Patriots yeah. late on game day, and there was a decent amount of play on the Patriots that did show up. So you could say it was a little bit more two-way action. This one, I, I don't know too many people who are going to want to buy in on the Cardinals on uh, Christmas night because the Colts are, like I said, the hot yep. team right now, and um – you, you mentioned it, too. Arizona has not been that good on its home
4: field. Three and three straight up, two and four against the spread at yeah. home this season for the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, the ATS Mark two. it's a representative of being a little overvalued, but three outright losses for this team at home, which is not very good. All right, so from there, uh, we move on to some of the bigger games on Sunday, right? Because there are a lot of games that mean a lot, but I think one of the things that has stuck out to me and it's pretty interesting is that Bills and Patriots game, right? Mm-hmm. So the New England Patriots, for those of us who, for those who weren't with us earlier in the show— The look ahead here was Patriots minus two. A couple spots actually reopened this at pick today for one reason or another. Now we're back up to about one and a half a favor of the New England Patriots. Again, I like numbers and analytics. I also like matchups a lot, right, that tie into some of those numbers. What have you seen from Buffalo that makes you think yet again with a physical front like the New England Patriots now with the ability to potentially throw the ball downfield, not in you know a giant windstorm, mm-hmm. that this matchup changes in that regard, right? Because they couldn't stop the ground game when they weren't throwing the ball last time around. Yeah, a lot of times I just like when teams are
5: relatively even. I like to take uh, the team that lost in the division revenge scenario, but yeah. I'm
4: going to play the I'm a
5: Patriots fan, a Patriots guy all season, and I'll stick with them in this spot because I think. Damian Harris has probably got a decent chance to come back yep. uh, for this game. He, he was out against the Colts on Saturday night. Not a huge difference, but he is their best back. They still have quality backs like Ramondre Stevenson if uh, Harris can't play. I still think the Pats are going to be able to run the ball. You're going to see uh, a bounce-back effort, I think, from the Patriots, who really didn't seem to have it from the get-go Saturday yep. night in Indianapolis. They just didn't play with a lot of energy. Uh, they were making some uh, – I guess, careless mistakes, and it just didn't seem like it was going to be the Patriots' night from the start. If you were betting that live, I think that uh, you probably got the sense in the first quarter that, hey, the Colts, this is a Colts game to win. And uh, after that block-pump return touchdown, (laughs) things were just going the wrong way. And then uh, the Colts actually gave the Patriots a chance to get back in that thing and possibly win it. Uh, I would still baffled, completely baffled to build Belichick down 20-7, to 7, kicked a field goal with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You
4: got to take, take the points. huh? You always got to take the points. What are you Why? talking about? If I've learned anything from social media is that you take the points.
5: <laughs> you need two touchdowns to win the game. It's 20-7. to 7. What about momentum, What are man? you doing? What about uh, momentum? Huh? I, it's baffling to me that a guy like Belichick made that decision. But, I'm with you. Uh, that's, that's old news. I think the Patriots as a whole, coach, coaching staff, defense, offense, all are going to be focused on a bounce back performance and to close out the bills and win this division
4: and again i hate to tell you i know you like to tease me about this but uh josh allen interception today took four sacks put the ball on the ground that was ultimately recovered well, by he's Buffalo, not healthy but, either yeah so and they, and that's the other part about this too so we will see if that is uh, the weather and the change of scenery too what that means for this matchup overall is going to be pretty fascinating mm-hmm. as well so again new england patriots now back up to a one and a half point favorite in that game there. From there, I mean, there's a lot going on in the board, but I think the more interesting one is the AFC North matchup. Baltimore Ravens on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals look ahead was two and a half reopens three and a half. Bengals get a win today over the Denver Broncos. Not in impressive fashion, but as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you go on the road, you get a win, you get out. That's all you really want if yeah. you're Cincinnati. But we do think, and um, John Harbaugh mentioned after the game today, they believe that Lamar Jackson will be available this coming week for this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals in a big revenge spot. As the Bengals blew them out when they met a couple of weeks ago.
5: Yeah, that was 41-14. Uh, to 14. That was in October, actually, when that happened. And the Bengals... No, actually, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks 41 ago. 41-17, yep. sorry. 41-17 on October 24th when the Bengals uh, rolled over the Ravens in Baltimore. I see one book in Vegas right now. It's got three on this. I, I think you would get sharper money on the Ravens, plus three. And at Bengals minus two and a half, you'd probably get the public to play that side. Uh, I... I really don't have a strong opinion on this game. I think the the Ravens, to me, are going to be a tough team to bet against with all the hard luck they've had recently. Mm-hmm. I, I think with Lamar Jackson coming back, you're still going to get an A-plus effort. That doesn't mean uh, you're going to get A-plus results, but I think you get a great effort, effort from the Ravens this week.
4: And he's still got it today, right? Tyler Huntley, yeah. four total touchdowns, 28-40, to 215 through the year. And they were right there to win that game. And the two-point conversion ultimately falls aside.
5: Yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of debate about the two-point conversion again because everybody on Twitter is an expert on everything now. Uh, and
4: yeah. analytics. Can I, well, can I, I want to say one thing about that. Just <laughs> one thing about that, okay? <laughs> your guys are using the term analytics incorrect. I know. Okay? That's the first thing that's extremely annoying about that. Second... This decision today was not analytics. Analytics is going for two when they score the first touchdown, Mm -hmm. right? Not going for two when they score the second touchdown. So this was all about the gut, the feel, right? Which people, I think, wanted. But ultimately, I think Harbaugh, he looked at it and said, my defense is trashed. Aaron Rodgers had two massive touchdown drives in the second half against them. We're not lasting here. Let's just score and see if we can win this game right here. Also criticize him for leaving 45 seconds on the clock because if they had done it. Aaron Rodgers has a timeout in 45 seconds to get in the field goal.
5: Whatever. He did. That's he had a timeout opinion. over 40 seconds ago. Even if you get to two, that doesn't mean you're going to win the game. I don't have a problem with going for two. I think he should have gone for two on the previous touchdown. It was, what, 31 23,
4: right? All right. We got plenty left yep. to get to for next week.
2: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development.
1: This is opening lines with Charles Vontoble and Matt Humans on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We have a new prop tracker available at vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props at vsin.com get current odds, as well as movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value, track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vCN.com/slash NFL. How about that? NFL. All right. We roll on with our analysis of week 16 of the National Football League. A lot of games and a lot of games to get to. So, wanted to go to Thursday, or excuse me, Sunday. We talked about Thursday at length of Vinny Mayulo. If you missed out on any part of that, by the way, head up to vcin.com. Go to the podcast. This will be up, and you can listen to everything that you missed out on. So, with everything going on next week, Matt you and we have a lot of noise, to around these COVID games as well. So, it's kind of slim pickings, I think, from a handicapping standpoint Mm -hmm. as we sit today, right? For example, we look at one of the better matchups, which is the Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. Well, two problems with that. Those two teams have yet to play. One of them are dealing with massive COVID issues. So if you're firing away today on that matchup, all the power to you, but I have no idea how you would feel comfortable doing it and something like that. But look ahead was three and a half, and you're sitting at three right now. Rams favored in that matchup on the look ahead. Regardless, we start with, I think, what is a pretty interesting matchup. The Los Angeles Chargers on the road against the Houston Texans. So the Texans today take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The market gets a little ahead of itself today. Urban Meyer gets fired, and everybody in their mothers is like, Jacksonville, let's go. Uh, Pumps it up to six. Mm -hmm. They lose the game outright. Texans now at home catching 10.5 against the Los Angeles Chargers. And it's a Chargers team that I have downgraded myself from a power rating standpoint, but it's not because of analytics. It's because they're just not really a great team, especially defensively against the run. And I do feel like maybe, just maybe, That 10.5 might be a little too much for Los Angeles Chargers on the
5: road. Well, how do you feel about 11.5? Because that's the current number at Circa. So, I I think that still is a little bit – yeah, 10.5 is a little bit high, too. I I would look at the Texans as double-digit dogs. I never trust the Chargers uh, laying significant points on the road. Just don't do it. I don't trust the Chargers laying significant points anywhere. And uh, I like them better in the dog role. When they're in the favorites role like this, I usually look to fade or pass when it comes to the Chargers and – you know the Texans did show a little bit of life uh, today, even mm-hmm. though it's—I've said uh, a few times in recent weeks—the Jaguars have uh, have uh, devolved into like an XFL team at this point. It's <laughs> uh, they're they're a borderline NFL franchise, and uh, you still have to give the Texans credit for picking up that win on the road today. Uh, I would probably look at taking the eleven and a half. I, I'm not sure that that number is going to go up much. Uh, this week I don't think it will yeah
4: Chargers three and six against the spread in their last nine games now they have been much better away from home a four and two against the spread and straight up on the year so the road has treated them a little bit better but overall uh, their last nine games it shows I think the overvalued nature the Chargers are a slightly public team I think the public likes to bet on this team has high respect for them but ultimately has not been the case for me you know you might
5: look at the total of 47 in this game too this uh, might be one where you're not going to get a lot of stops on defense, and I would probably look over the total of 47.
4: Uh, what do you make uh, of what we saw from Tampa Bay, and as we move forward here, the Carolina Panthers, who are at the bottom of the barrel, uh, from a record perspective, not the worst team in the National Football League, but you could argue might be the worst team in the NFL at this point, given what the lines have been doing lately. Uh, Jaguars, are,
5: Jaguars are the worst team in the NFL.
4: Well, oh, I thought they upgraded. <laughs>
5: I thought they were. Upgraded, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the worst team. The- They're they six today. They just got shut out by the Titans. And they got blown out by the Texans on their home field. Uh, but the Panthers have slipped quite a bit. Yes. Uh, there's no question about it. Cam Newton might be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL if you want to talk about the worst. yeah. Uh, that pass he threw at the end of the game today that was picked off, uh, was he blindfolded when he threw that? Because there were two Bills defenders standing out there and no yeah. wide receiver. Uh, why would you even – I heard the owner, David Tepper, forced this upon Matt Rule that, hey, we got to bring in Cam Newton. I want to energize the franchise. Uh, the opposite has happened. That ten million dollar gamble backfired. Get Cam Newton off the field. He can't play anymore. He certainly can't throw the ball anymore. And why not play a younger quarterback like P.J. Walker?
4: No, I, I would agree. And I, you know, it's like when you watch him too, there's no anticipation with the throws. Like he's waiting until guys right. are open. Like it does not look good for Cam uh, Newton at all. And as we've talked about multiple times, something I have brought up, that offensive line does him no favors in any way whatsoever. But what's interesting about this game is not only are the Panthers at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the power rating at this point. This was readjusted before the Sunday night game to Bucks minus 14 on the road against yeah, Carolina. 14 a little too much. Well, it's a, and it's a little too much considering the injury situation, right, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's going to happen as we move forward here with the Bucks? Tampa Bay Bucks were dropping like flies in this game against the New Orleans Saints. I still see a
5: 14 on the screen out there. I don't know if that's been updated or not. Uh, I would assume that doesn't exist anymore and the screen has not been updated. But with the Buccaneers' injuries on offense, that's too big of a number to uh, lay on the road. You know, Tom Brady can't do it himself, JVT. He won six, seven Super Bowls, but uh, he needs help. He can't just, he and Gronk can't get it done. Uh, Brady was off. He was really off tonight, by the way, on that fourth and one in the third quarter. yep. You just need one yard. You got some momentum, get to keep the drive alive. And he threw deep down the right sideline to Gronk, a low percentage pass. And he threw the ball out of bounds I had no shot. Man, Buccaneers were ragged tonight offensively. You, you're going to lay... 11 or more with that team on the road, even as bad as the Panthers have looked? I would say no. I think this number is a little bit too high.
4: And a refresher for those uh, who don't have the list in front of them and for those who are watching right now. Uh, The list today is Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette. That's a pretty significant threesome. Yep, and it's been already decided. This is from Ian Rappaport. Initial belief, Bucs wide receiver Chris Godwin uh, did not suffer a major injury test tomorrow, but based on early diagnosis, sprained MCL, meaning he will miss time just Determines when he'll come back. So, this is already a, a team that's kind of uh, look, they're 10 to 5, they're a really good team, but injuries have kind of shredded up their secondary early part of the year, and now uh-huh. injuries are starting to take place on the offensive end uh, for Tampa Bay. And also, last point on this, on the road this season, two and five against the spread. The Tampa yeah, Bay, and Buccaneers. the two
5: covers were very lucky covers. No, I don't. Very lucky covers. I, so. I almost cursed. I,
4: I've been off for a little bit. Their cover <laughs>
5: last week at home against the Bills. Very lucky.
4: Uh, and I was against them on both. Against them on both. Feels great, doesn't it? All right, New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles next up on that rotation. We can skip that for now because, again, uh, Philly has yet to get in action. Uh, they will, of course, play on Tuesday. But
5: Gi- Giants are just a
4: depressing team. That's just what I wanted to bring up.
5: Everything about the Giants is depressing right now.
4: The fact that Jake Fromm is probably their best option at quarterback. I Look, here's the thing. How bad had Fromm had to be in practice if you were sitting out there and rolling out Mike Glennon and just being well, like I think this the is, thing this is, is, he fun. just didn't
5: know the offense. He didn't know the playbook. He's only been there a couple weeks, and a you think I not not Let's us talk about something something <laughs> I really, the the giants such such a lost cause. Can you imagine being in New York tomorrow on sports radio where people want to call in and complain about the Giants and the
4: Jets? Dude, you all back I, after this. I mean, you talk about energizing the franchise. <laughs> back after this, uh, you talk about energizing the franchise. Do you see what the Giants did today to energize their franchise?
5: Oh yeah, they gave away uh, free Pepsi's on yeah. Fan Appreciation free Day. Free medium Pepsi's. At free the stadium. medium not even a large Pepsi. <laughs> it's a medium Pepsi on Fan Appreciation Day. Oh, man. At least it wasn't a small Pepsi.
4: Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, no, nah, no, no, don't get crazy, guys. Uh, fan, appre- get crazy.
5: fan appreciation
4: day. <laughs> we we, we appreciate that
5: pep- That's one of the worst promotions of all time.
4: Uh, yes, that would not really. Was there one person in New York who heard that and was like, we got to get to the Giants game? <laughs> 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 I don't know what that accent was, but I don't think it was New York. Uh, all right, from there, Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, a very, uh, so look. I had a relatively good weekend. The only blemish for me in the NFL from a contest perspective was the Atlanta Falcons. And um, kind of felt like not one of those, hey, man, it felt like it was on the right side. But you get multiple trips inside the five-yard line if you're Mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons and come away with just three points. Uh, This was a brutal effort from Arthur Smith and the Falcons from an (laughs) offensive standpoint. And here's the thing, like Matt Ryan, I don't know if he was that bad because his offensive line was absolutely horrendous today.
5: I saw a look ahead here of Falcons minus seven and a half. Yep. Down to four and a half or five off the uh, Lions' big win today. The Lions, uh, suddenly a hot team, JVT. Suddenly? Yeah. They've been that hot Well, they've team. been a hot team against the spread all season. So, now am I going to look to lay the points of the Falcons here? Absolutely not. So, I can see why this look ahead number has been reduced by about three.
4: Lions, nine and five against the spread this season, and they have covered five out of six games. Mm-hmm. This team's red hot. And they're just also extremely undervalued by the market, which is a little ridiculous. All right, big game of the weekend, big game. Jacksonville Jaguars on the road against the New York Jets. Jets, one and a half on the lookout with a total of 41, reopens one. We're actually at one and a half on the market right now, uh, pretty much everywhere on the screen. But I am interested to see if the market, again, kind of gets a little gung-ho about Jacksonville in this spot against New York.
5: Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen here. I, I think this game goes off Pick'em or Jacksonville minus one. Right. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to back the Jets in any sort of situation uh, right now.
4: Uh, Got the cover today. seems like – Nine and a half, ten-point underdog.
5: It seems like neither team deserves to be favored, so this game should be a pick'em. But if anything, there, were, there was a lot of betting support for the Jaguars today. I think maybe, well, some of the turmoils in the past uh, – a lot of bettors probably jumped the gun thinking Urban Meyer's ouster was going to mean a sudden surge in the Jaguars' play. It was a very turbulent week. I'm sure uh, their focus was not necessarily on the Texans. Maybe week two is where the Jaguars – week two post-Urban Meyer is when the Jaguars start to play better. And I think that's what the betting market may look at here is uh, the Jaguars uh, probably be the preferred play by most people.
4: Urban Meyer telling – Have you his...
5: seen the uh, the trailer for this movie, by the way? Yes. American Underdog – this uh, movie about Kurt Warner, how bad do these football scenes look in this movie? It looks terrible. They look, the scenes are, I mean, it's like a Jaguars-Jets game.
4: Yeah. Huh? It looks pretty bad. Like I was watching. This movie uh... could be atrocious. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh?
5: well, it's like this is the thing
4: now, too. Uh, the, what was the, the budget to make this movie? Like fifty thousand so. dollars. I was rewatching He Got Game the other day, and like, man, like <laughs> that's uh, the core because you actually used real athletes. Like the core was much better in that one. All right, uh, second hour of opening lines. Uh, we're, we have college football talk. We got a lot to get to in the next hour. Don't go anywhere.